0: Eight lines from the top of the page, Kuftas vavam Amral Omar Ravina. Ravina says, we're now going to get into a Gavaldika discussion about how to eat the matzah and mar. We discussed how Kiddush is made. We discussed the Karpas and the maror, And now we're going to discuss the actual eating of, of uh, the marr with the matzah. And keep in mind, this is a very Hush of a thing. This is very interesting. We're going to now mention the machlokas of the proper way to eat your Chametzah matzah. There's a mitzvah of matzah, which is biblical. There's a mitzvah. Did I say Chametzah matzah? Oh, morar. Sorry. If I said matzah, yeah? It, the mitzvah of matzah is the erisa. The mitzvah of morar is the Rabbana. Do I eat my matzah and then my Marer? Or do I eat it all together? Now, practically speaking, we know at the Pesach Seder, we're going to follow what this Gemara ends up with, which is the opinion of Bez Hillel to ultimately do both, right? Hillel is going to show us on this Gemara, we're giving you a sneak preview, that the matzah and the maror should be eaten, to, should be eaten, interestingly, as Korech. Now, people think Korech means... A sandwich. Not true. Korech does not mean a sandwich. Korech means a wrap. Which just goes to show. That Hillel's matzah. Was a laffa. Sfardim. Eat soft matzahs. Yeah we're Ashkenazim right. So most of our matzahs are hard and crunchy. But there's really no reason why you can't eat a soft. You know a good. Gazunta shawarma laffa. Hillel held that the way that everything was eaten at the Pesach Seder was a of laffa, right? You had your laffa, which was your matzah, soft, very soft, tasty matzah, with your vegetables. You got your marar, and you had your carbon pesach, and you wrapped it up, you know, you, you got a geschmack wrap, and you ate it all together. That's korech. That's really korech. We sit there, the way we do it, I mean, come on, it's not a wrap. And it ain't a sandwich because the moment you take one bite, that lettuce is not inside the matzah anymore. Sorry, <laughs> it's not a sandwich anyway. It's all on the floor. But be it as it may, it says in the Torah that we it says in the Torah we eat matzah, and we know the we to eat, uh, and we know that midrabbanan you need. Uh, it says um, yeah, we, we eat morar as well. The carbon pesach was eaten al matzais umerayrim yoichluhu. That was the carbon pesach. So how did this all pan out? Here we go. Amar Ravina. Ravina says Amar Leirav Mesharshia Braid Rav Noson. Mesharsh says the name of Noson. Hachi Amar Hill Meshmade Gemara. This is what Hillal says in the name of Gemara. Gemara literally means to be learned. So Hillal said he got this. He learned this from his rabbe. What did he learn? Lo nicher chinish matzumar b'haday adodi venechol. A person should not make a wrap, which means he had a soft matzah, right? He was eating lafas. A person should not wrap matzah and maror together and eat it at the same time. Because we hold that matzah nowadays is midairaisa, the mitzvah of maror, is only Midrabanon. We're going to explain later on. I, how can Marar be Midrabanon? if the Torah tells us that the karban pesach should be eaten al matzo sumerorim with matzah mar? Said so the Torah specifically says you eat mar. So how can it be midrabbanan? The Gemara later on is going to get into this. But Hilal says because nowadays mar is midrabbanan, so we don't want the Marar to go ahead and nullify the matzah, which is the arayza. How is that going to happen? So very simple. Because when you eat two foods, it's very hard to focus on the individual tastes. And not only that, mara, we would agree, has a much stronger taste than matzah. So if I'm eating matzah with my mara at the same time, what am I going to taste? What am I going to taste? My mara, not my matzah. Right? I'm tasting my mor, I'm not gonna taste my matza. So we don't want the matzah to not be able to be tasted. same about And even if you hold mitzvis, do not nullify each other. Hanimili milie d'airisa bidar uh risa That's only true when you have two mitzvahs, midarisa mitzvah or two mitzvahs, be mitzvah. but the raisa When you have a dairiza of matzah and drabon of moror, ossi drabon Oh, he'll agree that the Dirabonon is going ahead and being Mevatel the Diraisa. Okay? So, as the Mefarshim explain over here, that if you look at something from a Torah dikka, from a biblical view, from a Torah perspective, so what is Morar nowadays? Nothing. Because the Marar, if it's only rabbinic, didn't exist at the time of the deiraisa, It's just going to be a piece of lettuce. And therefore, it would actually be considered like it's standing in the way of the Mitzvah be the, okay. That's the um Okay, that's the opinion of Hillel. Says the Gemara, man turned the shamus like mitzus im im mavat lezuazu. Now, who's the tano who says that mitzus cannot nullify each other, cannot be involved each other? Hillo, the tanya, amor la. Hillo said about Hillo, shehoyah karkham be pasaches vayichlo, and Hillo would wrap up all the foods together and eat it. Shnemar so al matzahs umerom yachlu, al matzum rom you see that. Look at look what happened. If Hillo allowing the matzah and carbon pesach and and murrer to all be eaten together he must not be concerned about certain flavors being stronger than the other and nullifying the other mitzvah otherwise don't allow everything to be eaten at once if you need the flavor of each thing so hillo should say eat your matzah eat your mar eat your and beza separately this way the flavors don't you know don't get in each other's way if hillo's holding that it should all be eaten together it must be he's not concerned at all about Flavors about taste. He says, Listen, the bottom line is you ate it. You ate your matzah, you ate your bart, good to, uh, you, you, your pesach, you're good to go. Omar Rebekin Rebekin says, The other Tanoim argued on Hill. I would have thought that Lach is like Hill, that a person should wrap it all together and either like him. Tom would the Torah says you should not do that. Rather, al matzais uberair miachlu, afilu ze b'fnei atzmai, b'ze b'fnei atzmai. There's a machleikas here like this. What does the word al matzais uberair miachlu mean? So the word al can mean on. The word al can mean like with. So, so, So what does it mean al? Does al mean together? Or does al mean at the same meal? All right? So that's where the Chavirim, the, the friends of Hillel, other Tanayim, argue on Hillel. They say, no, it doesn't mean you have to eat a wrap and eat it all together. Rather, um, each one should be eaten separately. This way you get the the flavor, the geshmaka Tam of each one. el Ravashi, of Maskeflah Ravashi, Ravashi. has a challenging question. i mayafilu. If it means that you're supposed to eat each one separately, why do we say... That you should a you can even eat each one separately. Of course, what we're saying it shouldn't be you can even eat each one separately. It should say you can only eat each one separately. This way it doesn't nullify each other's flavors. Elam rather by says, hi The price is teaching us as follows Yochel De I would have thought a person cannot fulfill his of Elam Kane Karchamabasakas unless he eats it like hit like hillo. In one rap each eats it the way the hill ate at Talmud Lamar. Therefore it says on with with should be eaten which means even uh, uh, each one being eaten alone each one by itself. Okay. In other words, Hillel is going to say you should wrap it up, but if you don't, even Hillel will agree that it's okay. The other opinions hold that a should be like that. Bottom line is, we're not giving a psaq how to eat the matzah and mar. Should it be wrapped up? Or should it be separated? There's no psaq halacha. So guess what we do. Here's what we should do. We practically do this at our Pesach Seder. First you have eat your matzah. Maror, then eat your mar. Then you eat your bracha mar. And then, ko reich. we do it like hillel afterwards. That's how we do the matzah, the marar, and then because of hill's opinion, we do the matzah with the mar. Eat the matzah and, the, and your romaine lettuce, all together. Without a bracha of matzah and mar, because you already ate your matzah and mar. And this is the, to remind ourselves of the opinion of Hillel. Period. And of that discussion, we now two lines from the bottom of Kuf Tesvav, Amr Aleph One Fifteen A. Amr Abulazr, Amr Abayisha. says, in the name of Abayisha, a brand new discussion. Anybody who takes his hand and dips a food into water must wash his hands first. This has to do with the Tumah process. A person's hands are automatically considered a Shani Hatum. Okay? Sheni atuma that touches a food that's wet, we can make that a sheni atuma. Okay, so this has to do with tumas Yadayim. So the halacha is that any food that I'm holding with my hands that's dipped into liquid, I need to wash my hands first. Omar of Papa Shmami na, it's going to come out from this halacha that you're that's obligating a person to. Wash their hands whenever they dip food into liquid. Shema you She's learning from here, Hai chasa, that the um, the lettuce that we have for moror, mishum kapa. It must be completely dipped into charaisas. Why? Mishum kapa, because of kapa. Okay. Now there's a whole discussion here exactly what kappa is, apparently, we'll just stick with one explanation, which is, it was some sort of dangerous bug that can live on lettuce. We're familiar with that. You know, romaine lettuce has to be checked for bugs, right? But it seems even back then, there was a type of bug that, was, that would live on the romaine and um, it was dangerous to eat. Unless you, like, dipped it, ganz fine, into haresis and it kind of would cover up The ill effects. If you're going to say you don't need to mamish, put your lettuce all the way into the haraysas, why am I washing my hands? I'm not touching. Like this. A person has, I'm holding my lettuce. If the halacha is that That uh, when you dip a food into a liquid, you're going to have to wash your hands. And I'm obligated to wash my hands, right? Because we do orchats before, right? We wash our hands. So it must be that I got to dip the lettuce all the way in to a point where my hand is touching the liquid. Because if my hand isn't touching the liquid and the lettuce is higher up, why am I washing my hands? What's the point? Okay says the Kabbalah, no, not necessarily. Or if you use celery for harayses, or if you use celery to dip into harayses, not necessarily. Maybe you don't need to go all the way in. And because maybe the way to nullify this bug is uh, just putting it near harayses. Then so why do I need to wash my hands? Doma Because, not that you have to, but there's a concern that you might reach all the way in and dip it the whole way in. And if you don't wash your hands, so now uh, you're getting involved in Tumor. Okay, fine. Let's talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about mar and and, uh, haraisis. Yeah? See if anybody's got a good haraisis recipe out there. And see anybody got a good haraisis recipe. It seems like there's, people get very excited about their haraisis recipes. Yeah? Everybody's got their own, their own approach the haraysis, the apples, the walnuts. Some people are putting in dates and pomegranates. Other people, no, not you know, very. Everybody's got their own uh, mahalachonet. Okay. Via Rav Papa, and Rav Papa says, Linishi in a a person should dip his mar into chareisas and take it out. Don't keep it there. Duma agav de tavlin, because maybe because of the spices." That are in the haraisas the the haraysis might remove the bitter taste of the mar. There's something we practically speak and need to be careful about, right? People get love. Some people love you. Get the wine in there. Eh, they love haraisas. They dip their mar into haraisas when they take a bite. Guess what they guess what they're eating? Haraisas with a little bit of lettuce, right? See, so you're not eating mar. You're eating haraisas that happens to have a little bit of lettuce to you know as a you know uh, that, that to keep it together. So you gotta be careful about it that it still retains its morar taste. The Inundamar, you gotta keep your motor taste velaka and you're not going to have that. Ah bono brought Rabano Ukva to the front and he gave a drush off. Not a Yavda If a person washed his hands before the first time that he dipped. Call it Karpas. You also need to wash your hands again the second time that you dip when you're eating Mara later at the Suda. the explained the Haba Alma This halacha was said stamaza. You're sitting at a meal and you're dipping your hands. You're using your hands to dip the food into a liquid. Okay. And uh Therefore, you know, if, if at a standard meal, no matter how many times I dip a vegetable into a liquid, I'm just going to wash my hands once, why should the Pesach Seder be any different? If you're going to say that that, uh, that what we're saying over here is you have karpas, you have Zimni, so why am I washing my hands twice? I already did karpas. No, other Rabbi, he says, Papa, that no, I'll tell you the opposite. I, we want to show you that the Pesach Seder is taka different than a standard Suda. Don't try to make the Pesach Seder like a regular type of meal. We want the Pesach Seder to be different. Okay? Why? Because things are supposed to look different at the Pesach Seder, things are supposed to be unique. The children should ask. There should be unique things that are taking place. Elamai hachemar. If going to say, oh, if you want it to be unique, why talk am I doing two? Why am I doing two times? Hamoshula He already washed his hands by the karpas. Amri will say, kivon vehelela. No, there's taka a reason why at the Pesach Seder in particular, you're going to be obligated but When you dip your more into Haraisas again. You know why? Not because the Pesach Seder needs to be different. The Halacha, you're going to have an issue. You know what that Halacha is? As follows. Kadesh, we make Kiddush. orchats, we wash our hands. Karpas, we dip the Karpas. Then what happens? Yachats, you break the Matzah. And Magid, you know how long Magid takes? It takes time. And then Rachatzah might seem... Because, and for the Gemara... At the Pesach, when you have, you're have speaking over the Haggadah, in between the Karpas and your Marar, there's a good chance that your hands are no longer going to be clean. Right? You got, uh, you got the main part of the Haggadah in between your, your Karpas and, and uh, the dipping of the Marar. Maybe a person uh, got their hands dirty. And because of that, you're going to be obligated to wash a second time as opposed to a standard meal where usually you're eating the whole course at once so you're not going to have to wash your hands in between dippings. Now there's a very interesting thing that comes out of this. What comes out of this is the halacha of needing to wash my hands before holding a vegetable that's dipped into a liquid because it might become tamay is only when I'm holding it with my hand. My hands are touching it. So there are those that say that for karpas and for maror, people should be careful to davka, specifically hold the karpas and Mar in your hand. Don't hold your potato, your celery stick, your lettuce for the mar. Don't hold it with a fork. Hold it with your hand and dip it in. So, if, you know, if you want to dip it into salt water, make sure it's a longer piece. Bigger piece of potato, a longer piece of celery, chves, whatever uh, people use. This way, it makes sense as to why I washed my hands. If I'm holding it with a vessel, there's, there, there's no concern for washing the hands. Right? It defeats the whole purpose. Okay. Omar Rava. says, "Bala matzah If a person swallows his matzah... He is See, he Yaitzeh. He fulfilled his mitzvah. That's right. Orchatz is part of the Seder. The word Seder means is, there's a set order. That's good. Excellent. There you go. Right. So that's why it's important to be careful. Dafka do it with the hands. Exactly. He fulfilled his chiyuv. Even if you didn't taste it, all right, you don't even have to bite it. I swallowed it. If I just swallowed my matzah, so I swallowed it. I got my mitzvah. Bala mar, la yotza. But if I just swallowed more without tasting it, I did not get my mitzvah. Bala matzah umar. Let's say I swallowed both of them together. I'm a magician, yeah, and I just inhaled my matzah and moror together. Yidei matzah yotzah. So you got your mitzvah of matzah. Yidei mar, la you didn't get your mitzvah of mar. you didn't taste it. If he wrapped it up in some sort of uh, sauce and swallowed it, i nami la then you didn't even get the mitzvah of matzah. Okay? Because the matzah has to at least be in a ifen, has to be in a circumstance, a situation where it's possible to taste it. If you're wrapping it up, if I have my, if I have a soft laffa, that's my matzah, let's say, and I wrap it up in seaweed, and shove it down my throat, or I uh, carve out the middle of a pickle, wrap up my matzah in there, and, you know, put uh, put it down, and all I taste is a pickle. So, now, you're not going to get your mitzvah matzah either. All right, it has to be in a if it has to be in a situation that it was possible to taste. Amar of Shemibarashi, says. Matzah should be put in front of each person. That's chayev to eat. Mora should be put in front of each person. And the chareises as well, should be put in front of each person. Now remember, in the times of the Gemara, each person used to have their own table. Okay? Nowadays, where we all sit in a communal table, you don't need... Um, you don't need everybody to have their own little cup of, uh, of harayses. Okay. We only remove the table from the person reading the Haggadah. He's the one leading the Pesach Seder. So we take his table away so that people aren't focused on the food. We know that the meal ain't coming anytime soon. And we're going to start the suda. And uh, every, and the children are going to ask the kasha. Uh, we're sitting down to a meal. Why is the head of the seder's table not here? So therefore, we would move his table, and, and the response would be, "Oh, Gavaldik, we have the mitzvah of Magid tonight." Ravuna, and Ravuna says, Kulunam Everything is put in front of the one reading the Hagada. Okay. So depending on on uh, uh, according to Ravuna. You don't need to have the matzah, the marah, haraisas, all at their own. You know, it's like everybody's got their own Seder plate. The one reading that God, though, he's the only person who needs to have everything in, uh, in front of him. the Ravuna. And Lemaisa, the halacha, follows Ravuna. That all you need is the person leading the Pesach Seder to have all of these things put in front of him. Okay, period. Says the Gemara, Lama Eikernes why would they move the table away from the one leading the Haggadah? Be of they explained in the Besmedrash of Reb Yonai Kedeshi Tinaikis, V'yashalu. like we explained, they would move the table away, so the kids are going to say, hey, we didn't eat yet. Why are you moving the table? That's not normal. Usually you take the table after the meal. What's going on? And that's going to lead to the story of Yitzhi Yitzhi Mitzrayim. Right? Oh, we are because it's not time to eat We've got to tell you the Haggadah. We've got to do the Mitzvah daraisa. The biblical command of Sipor, the story of Itzias, Mitzrayim. Okay. Abai have a Yosef Kamei, the Rabbah. Abai was sitting in front of Rabbah. Chaza, he saw the Kamadli Taka Mikamei that they kept moving the Taka. They kept moving the, the food tray from in front of Rabbah. Omar lahu Abai said, We didn't eat yet. Why are you taking the food tray away? You don't need to ask the Manishtana anymore. You're asking the questions on your own. What's the whole purpose of the Manishtana? To get the kids to ask. To lead us to the story of telling us Mitzrayim. of, Of the leaving of Mitzrayim. Abai was such a smart kid that when he saw the tray being moved in front of Rabbah, he already asked that, those main questions, and Rabbah was already able to start telling him the story. He said, oh, why are you moving the tray for? Rabbah says, you don't even say it in understand anymore. I'll tell you why we moved the tray, because I have him the fire of the We once were slaves by the Mitzrayim. We got a mitzvah to, to tell the silver. Okay? Omar Shmuel. Shmuel says, Last piece of Gemara, and there's a two dots towards the top of the next daf, so we'll, we'll keep going with it. Omar Shmuel Shmuel says, "Lachem Aini. Matzah is called the bread of affliction. Lechem Devar. It's the, the word Aini also means to respond and talk, like Shemeya Ke'one. Okay? Ke'one, Kameen, it's the matzah that we talk a lot about. What do you mean we talk a lot about it? It sits there on the table at the Pesach Seder. And we're busy schmoozing about why we're eating matzah. That's what we spend time talking about. Bread that we say many things on. Another explanation of is ani, a poor man's bread. It says, uh, it says uh, bread of the poor man. Just like a poor person does not eat a whole loaf of bread at one time, he eats only a piece because he doesn't know. When the next part of the loaf is coming, top of tomorrow's daf, af Khan b'prusa, so too, when we have the matzah, we make it on a piece of matzah. That's how we break the matzah in half. Okay? We have three matzahs at the Pesach Seder. Why? Two are going to need to remain whole for the, mitzv- for the, the blessing of, uh, for, for Lechemishnah, for, for the suda right? But one's going to be cracked. That's really the ichor one. The one that we're breaking, and one gets put away for the kain, and so on, is over. That's the main matzah. That's called the poor man's bread. We're going to have a broken morsel of bread. Daber akher, ma shal'ani. The same way, it's the, it's the normal process of a poor person who masak v'ishtay ayfa, that you know, uh, he uh, he uh, makes the oven warm, and the wife you know, is the one, she's busy kneading the dough. Lost the place. Avkanami. so too by matzo, whom masek He is uh, He's heating up the oven while she's kneading the dough. Period. What's going on here? We'll hold it here for today. What's going on here? What's going on here is like this. When it comes to the mitzvah of matzo, we know it cannot be chametz. So if you have somebody kneading the dough, The oven, you you better believe, must be hot already. Because if you're going to need the dough and then wait for the oven to heat up, that dough is going to be chamez. Well, guess what? This is exactly how poor people do things. You know why? Because poor people don't have a lot of firewood. So if you would have one person, let's say the husband, stoking the oven, heating up the oven... And then going to knead the dough afterwards and then bring it back to the oven, there's not enough firewood to keep the oven hot. The stuff's not going to bake. So the way poor people do it is while the wife is kneading the dough, the husband is starting ready to warm the oven because it's not going to stay hot long. They can't afford so much wood. And then as soon as she finishes kneading, the oven's and They stick it in. That's how we bake matzah. Because matzah needs to be baked so fast. That's another reason why it's called lechamayin. It is. Very interesting. Why is matzah called lechamayin? It's baked the same way poor people bake. As soon as it's dough, boom. Right into the oven. That's how poor people do it. And that's how it's got to be done so that it, to, to ensure that it does not turn into chambit. up to the two dots, three lines from the top of Kufta zayin, Hashem will pick up from here tomorrow evening.